Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show on the Believe Network. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I'm coming to you with a little bit of a snack size episode to talk few things, 49ers. It'll just be me today answering some questions, going over a few things from Sunday Night Football and looking ahead to the week. So let's start with Sunday Night Football against the Los Angeles Chargers. 49ers were coming off a big win over the Los Angeles Rams. They had a bye week. They won the Sunday Night Football game 22-16. to Scoring 22 points, which is basically around the average that they've had most games of seasons when they're playing teams not called the Los Angeles Rams. We'll get to that in a minute. I want to start by talking about the 49ers defense, which had a little bit struggled as of late, obviously had a really good performance against the Rams a couple weeks ago, and seems to be back in stride. They held the Chargers to 52 yards of offense in the second half of the game. The Chargers did not score in the second half of the game. So that was a big deal for a 49ers defense that, as I had said, struggled a little bit for a few weeks there. Obviously have had some health issues, still dealing with health issues to Javon Kinlaw, Eric Armstead, Kyle Shanahan said on Monday, Armstead has a chance to play on Monday night. The 49ers will be Monday night football in Mexico City. More on that in a little bit. He said that Eric Armstead has a chance to play on Monday night. They'll have a better idea when they start practice on Thursday as if he'll be able to practice. But this is disconcerting for someone who has missed a number of games due to foot and ankle injuries. He has not gone on IR. And it does feel that every week the 49ers say that Eric Armstead has a chance to play. This has been a big loss along the defensive line. That being said, the 49ers pass rush was back with a vengeance on Sunday night. Charles Menehu has been playing at a very high level We've seen rookie Drake Jackson somewhat come into his own as he's had more and more opportunities. Nick Bosa, of course, being Nick Bosa. So it was a good night for the 49ers defense. In the secondary, they still miss Emmanuel Mosley, but they're going to miss him all season long as he is out for the season. And of course, last week, the 49ers lost corner Jason Verrett, who tore his Achilles in practice. Heartbreaking, devastating story for someone who's dealt with so many injuries and was on his way back from a toward ACL and someone the 49ers really hoped would be healthy enough to come in and at least start platooning on the other side of the field, the other side from Charvarius Ward. And that is where second year player Diamador Lenore has been filling in for Mosley and now will fill in the rest of the season is obviously Verrett is not going to be able to play, but you know, they're dealing with some issues in that secondary and it's something that they are going to have to take a look at because over these next couple months of the season, they are going to need a little better production and performance on Lenore's side of the field. That being said, he does seem to be improving and kind of is what it is. Jimmy Ward's been playing nickel, which he had said a few weeks ago. He's in the last year of his contract. He's just doing what the coaches say. So we'll kind of get an idea of how all that plays out. Charvarius Ward continues to play at an extremely high level. He is worth every penny, and maybe they're not even paying him enough, but extremely high level as cornerback one. So that's what's been going on with the defense. But Sunday night, again, just played so well and, and really felt like they were back, played it as a cohesive unit. 
Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And I want to talk about something that Fred Warner and Nick Bosa both said, kind of piggybacking on something that Kyle Shanahan had said in his post-game press conference, that Sunday night's game, that was a game that was a little scrappier. They had to work a little harder to win. Shanahan said, of course, he'd love to blow people out. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But that was the kind of game where he was really proud of the guys because they did have to be scrappy and they had to find a way to win. And they did that. And I think I bring that up because that's what good teams do. And earlier in the season, and we've seen at times in the past, the 49ers lose these types of games. They let teams hang around. They don't finish them off. But on Sunday night, they did find a way to win, which I think is encouraging going into these last couple months of the regular season, especially in an NFC that is very weak, you know, save the Eagles and the Vikings. It's kind of anyone's game right now. So the 49ers at five and four are in a very good position. And they have a number of home games coming up. They had a, a big road schedule to the front half of the season, a lot of long travel. They're not going to have that. So these are just things that are going to be helpful for them. They're playing teams like the Cardinals. They're playing the Seahawks again. They're playing the Raiders. And I'm taking nothing away from the Seahawks, who've obviously been playing very well, but we're going to have to see if this continues in these next couple months. Next up will be the Cardinals on Monday Night Football in Mexico City, but we'll get to that. So going back to Kyle Shanahan saying, you know, he'd love to blow teams out, but he was proud of the team for that win. And I think that matters. And as I said, Fred Warner and Nick Bosa really echoed that on Sunday night. But I think what's disconcerting for 49ers fans and what is interesting as you look at this offense, this is an offense that has Debo Samuel, that now has Christian McCaffrey. Debo Samuel was out a couple weeks ago. He was back Sunday night. That has George Kittle. Elijah Mitchell is back. Elijah Mitchell was fantastic on Sunday night. The 49ers ran the ball 41 times and Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey were both amazing with Elijah Mitchell having 18 attempts, 89 yards. Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey, 14 attempts, 38 rush yards. Debo Samuel, four attempts, 27 rush yards. Christian McCaffrey was also targeted six times the passing game. He had four receptions for 39 yards. So they've got people. They've got weapons. Juwan Jennings continues to be an incredible third down specialist. Brandon Ayuk, six receptions for 84 yards. There was the drop touchdown in the end zone. That was not good. There was the fumble. That was not good, but he really made up for it in the second half. But the concern, I think, being with all of these weapons and all of these incredible players, how is 22 points really what they're doing right now? Now, you know, Kyle Shanahan said this Sunday night was probably the first time they've had everybody on the field at the same time. In fact, it definitely was because Elijah Mitchell went out week one. Christian McCaffrey just joined this team a few weeks ago. Jawan Jennings and Debo Samuel were both out against the Rams with hamstring injuries. So you do have a lot of talent on that field, a lot of people on that field, and maybe they're still figuring out 
how they make it work. But I think as time goes on, the 49ers are going to need to be able to score more than 22 points, especially as they get these next couple months down the stretch. And should they make the playoffs, they're going to need to be able to score more points then. So these are just things to think about. And, you know, it, they won the game. At the end of the day, that's the most important thing. They're five and four. They go this week to Colorado Springs to get used to the altitude. Because as I have mentioned, their next game is Monday night football against the Arizona Cardinals in Mexico City. The Arizona Cardinals who, Colt McCoy's Arizona Cardinals really got the 49ers last season and Kyler Murray was hurt on Sunday. So we'll keep an eye out on that, an eye out on that throughout the week. But They go to Colorado Springs on Tuesday. Wednesday will be the players' day off, and then they'll have a normal schedule for a Monday football game. They'll practice Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Kyle Shanahan said it will be normal practices if they have to get used to playing and practicing in the altitude, if people need a break, if things happen, et cetera, et cetera. But that is what he said, and so that's something to keep in mind. Something else I want to talk about on Sunday night was just how efficient the 49ers were on third down how efficient Jimmy Garoppolo was on third down. Jimmy Garoppolo, 19 of 28, 240 yards, a a quarterback sneak touchdown of his own. He is an elite quarterback sneaker. He did miss one, which I think was the first time he'd ever missed it, but an elite quarterback sneaker. So he and Christian McCaffrey scored the lone touchdowns. Everything else was, you know, field goals. Thank goodness for Robbie Gold. But They were very efficient on third down. Jimmy Garoppolo did not throw an interception. He has now gone two games without throwing interception, which I think is an important stat because we know he has a tendency to sometimes throw these terrible interceptions that you just don't know what he was doing. So these are important things. So, you know, in theory, they're they're hitting their stride. And this is a team that under Kyle Shanahan and the years they've been successful have played their best football in November and December. So Here we are in November, and we will see if that trajectory continues. But again, they are in a very weak NFC, and everything is wide open, save the Eagles and the Vikings. Something else from Sunday night, linebacker Dre Greenlaw of the 49ers were suspended for a helmet-to-helmet hit on Justin Herbert, quarterback of the Chargers. It was a surprising call, a controversial call. It didn't feel like there was anything Greenlaw could have done differently under the circumstances. The league had their explanation. They felt it was the right call. Kyle Shanahan said he was very surprised that Dre Greenlaw was ejected from the game. He said on Monday he would be very surprised if Dre Greenlaw was suspended for the hit. So we will certainly keep a close eye on that. Since 2021, Jawan Jennings has been targeted 27 times on third down. He has 20 receptions and has converted 18 of them for either a first down or a touchdown. And I just want to have a Jawan Jennings appreciation moment third down specialist, and obviously somebody the San Francisco 49ers really, really trust. So I just wanted to say that about Jawan Jennings. All in all, I think Sunday was a positive night for the 49ers and looking ahead to the week, I think they have a lot of momentum. They've now two runs in a row. They love playing teams from LA. They have this game against the Cardinals. They'll be in Colorado Springs practicing, as I said, to get used to the altitude. And we will see how these next few months go. So it is Coming up, the Cardinals in Mexico City, then they're home against the Saints. So things are moving in a good direction for San Francisco just in terms of travel. After this Mexico City trip, their only away games are Seattle and Las Vegas. So these are not long trips for a team that, like I said, had a pretty tough schedule to start this season. So 
I feel good about where the San Francisco 49ers are, you guys. And I think you should too. However, I agree. They need to be scoring more than 22 points, especially with all those weapons on the field. And I will go ahead and say, I don't believe it's too many mouths to feed. I just think they have to figure out how to feed everybody and do it well. And I don't think there are egos involved. This this is a group of people on this team that just want to win football games, but they have to figure out how they do it, how they make it work with everybody. And they have to execute. They can't be dropping touchdowns. They can't be fumbling the ball. And that's something to keep in mind. The Brandon Ayuk fumble came on a very promising drive that probably was going to be a touchdown. The drop touchdown in the end zone that ended up being a field goal, that, you know, that that's another seven points instead of three points. So these are all things to keep in mind. So in theory, this could have been a, a 32, no, a 31 to 16 game, but it wasn't. So, you know, that's that's kind of where we are. I had a really big question when I asked for questions, and that was, of course, from Josh DeBow from the AP who wanted to know if Blake Corum is the greatest running back ever in the history of college football. And I'm going to be a prisoner of the moment and say, absolutely, of course he is. Go blue. Uh, so I just wanted to go ahead and say that. I'm going to have a special guest on next week, you guys, to preview the Michigan-Ohio State game. So make sure to tune in for that. All right. My next podcast episode is going to be this Friday. It will be from Colorado Springs because, you guys, I go where the Niners go. So I'm off to very cold Colorado to be there for practices. I will bring you guys all the news. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at 49ers Fangirl. Make sure you're following on Instagram at Tracy Sandler. And with that, we are brought to you by Bet Online. And I will talk to everybody Friday. Bye all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.